0: You're listening to a Cripple & Co. production.
1: Hey there, Disability After Dark listeners, Andrew here. Well, it's summertime here in Canada where I'm recording, and you know, in summertime, we're always told to go outside and explore our national parks. But, you know, for all disabled people, exploring our national parks is just not accessible. Well, I want to tell you about a really cool event that's looking to change that. My friends at the Engineering Health Lab at the Kite Research Institute University Health Network are hosting a virtual conference on National Park Accessibility in Canada. This free event will take place from August 23rd through August 25th, 2022. The goals of this completely free event are What does National Park Accessibility look like to me, and why is park accessibility important? What are the major barriers that impact National Park Accessibility for people with disabilities? And, what are innovative solutions to improve park accessibility for people with disabilities? You know, I think this is such a great initiative and something you don't want to miss out on because we really need to be considering accessibility everywhere, even throughout our national parks in Canada. So to register for this free event, please head to www.parksaccessibilityconference.ca today. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Come As You Are. Clona Willy and Clona Pussy are do-yourself molding kits that allow anyone to make an exact replica of any penis or vulva into a sex toy at home. All materials are ethically sourced and 100% body safe. If you shop at ClonaWilly.com right now and use the promo code DarkPod at checkout, you can get 20% off site wide. Wow, that's a deal that cannot be cloned. I talked to one of the representatives the other day, and they are more than willing to answer any questions you have about how to make your own clone a willy or clone a pussy, how to use the kit. They're so, so willing to go on this journey of cloning a willy or cloning a pussy with you, and they're super nice and super responsive to any concerns. So if you want to pick up your own clone a willy or clone a pussy kit right now head over to clonawilly.com and use promo code darkpod that's d-a-r-k-p-o-d at checkout right now and remember this is a deal that cannot be cloned we call it flicking the bean choking the chicken giving yourself a hand auditioning finger puppets There's a million and one names for the old five finger shuffle, and yet hundreds of millions of people are unable to sauce the taco due to disability, aging, or illness. That's where we come in, if you'll pardon the phrase. At Bumpin', we've created the world's first accessible sex toy, so people with limited mobility, hand issues, and disabilities can celebrate Palm Sunday just like everyone else. If you agree that everyone deserves sexual pleasure, help us spread the self-love and fund an orgasm for those in need. Give the gift of the big O at GetBumpin.com. That's G-E-T-B-U-M-P-N dot com. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. This is a podcast that looks at disability stories. It's like sitting down with a really close friend to have a real conversation about disability, sexuality, and everything else about the disability experience that we don't talk about. The things about being disabled we keep in the dark. Here is your deliciously disabled host, disability awareness consultant, Andrew Gerza. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to the show, friends, and thank you so much for clicking on this brand new episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories. I'm, of course, your deliciously disabled daddy host, Andrew Gerza. Let us get comfy, cozy, and crippled and get this show started, shall we? Before we dive into the episode today, I want to make a little announcement. We are on episode 300. Woo! I cannot believe that we made it to episode 300. I'm so happy and so excited as a content creator that this little show that I make from my bedroom that I do with no studio and nobody behind me, just me doing it, and all of you wonderful folks listening, has reached 300 fucking episodes. I am so excited. Thank you so much for listening and supporting this program and supporting on Patreon when you've been able to and listening to me and being a guest and rescheduling with me and all these amazing things. Thank you so much for getting us to 300 episodes where we've talked about everything from sex and disability to accessible housing to movies around disability. We've talked about everything on this show and I am so proud of it. And so thankful that you've wanted me to keep shining a light on disability with this program. Thank you so much for being here with me. And here's to 300 more. So, thank you, thank you. First things first, of course, I have to give a shout-out to the peeps that keep the bright lights shining on this program. And today, I want to give a shout-out to Iris who did a yearly pledge of $50 a year that that goes out to about $5 a month. And uh, Iris, your awkward and cool pun for me is your irises are beautiful, just like you, for making this pledge. Thank you so much for making your pledge and for supporting the show. And for your support, you get the show one day early over on our completely... Um, ad-free RSS feed over on Patreon. And again, it is completely ad-free. Thank you so much for supporting us. And of course, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark. You can pledge as little as $1 a month or up to $5 a month or more, or a yearly amount like Iris, if that works for your budget. And uh, you can pledge if you're able to, and thank you so much. Another way you can support us is by rating and reviewing us wherever you're getting your podcasts right now. Um, so, please support the show if you're able to. And uh, But now let's get to episode 300. Wow! Let's get to it right now. On episode 300, I get to sit down with my new best friend. She really is my new best friend. We hit it off. The minute we started recording, we were like, just... We were as thick as thieves as a house on fire. Is that the phrase? I don't know. But she's really, um, somebody that I have come to just adore talking with. And it was so, I was just recently on her podcast, which I'll get to in a minute. But she is great. And I cannot wait to introduce you to YouTuber and content creator. And now my best friend, Kelsey Dara. Let me tell you all about her. Kelsey is a content creator and a YouTuber who worked at BuzzFeed back in the day, and I met her through my connection with Zach Kornfeld from the Try Guys, and like I said, the minute we met, we were just friends immediately, and so we talk about her experiences with chronic pain. She has conditions that I cannot pronounce. I'll put them in the show notes because I cannot pronounce them and I'm going to fuck them up but one of them sounds like a stripper and we laugh about that we talk about how her chronic pain has affected her sexuality we talk about um how she feels about coming out as a disabled and if that label works for her we talk about so many things here this one is kind of all over the place it was a free-flowing chat between two friends, and I really, really enjoyed it. We talk about oh, one of the things that we talk about in this episode is um. our experiences being disabled in the public face, and we talk about canceling when we need to, and we talk about what it's like to be on sets when you're when you're disabled like we are and living with chronic pain, uh, and we talk about you know how she lost the ability to give great head because. Of her disabilities, or she's had had to change that around a bit. We talk about a lot in this episode, and it was just really, really, really cool to sit down with her and have a chat. It was really, um, I'm so glad we're doing this one for episode 300 because she really, this conversation really embodies sitting down with your best friend and talking about disability, which is kind of what we do on the show. And this is literally what we did for this lot, le- this next hour. And I am just in awe of how much I enjoy her content. I recently did her show, her podcast, Confidently Insecure. You should listen to it right now. Um, she's an amazing guest. She's being open about chronic pain on the internet, which is really important. Um, and I'm really, really proud to call her my new disabled bestie. So get ready for a new episode, episode 300, with my new disabled bestie, Kelsey Dara, right now on Disability After Dark. Kelsey, hello.
0: Hi, Andrew. Hi, how are you? Obsessed with you. How are you? We,
1: I'm good. We we were just recorded the other day for your show, so it feels like just a big long continuation of what we just did.
0: We're best friends, super tight. We know everything about each other. No pleasantries. Like, let's fucking I mean, go.
1: <laughs> before we hit record, I said your office is so pretty, and you're like, yeah, it needs to feel like a warm vagina. And I was like, all right, well, that's great. It's just, I need to want to
0: go there every day. And where's one place I want to go every day? A warm pussy, you know?
1: I mean, I'm right there. Well, well, wait, let me me rephrase. In certain contexts, I'd be right there with you. In other contexts, that's so much.
0: It's a very welcoming vaginal space here. So you're welcome to this one.
1: (laughs) Amazing. Good, good. Um, So you are, and we were also figuring out what we're going to call you when we hear record. So, you're a YouTuber and content creator, and I met you through my good friend, Zach Kornfeld.
0: Yes, my pal. The
1: the Try Guys, who you are a co-host with of a cool podcast. So, for all the people who are like, who is Kelsey? Why is she here? Can you... Introduce yourself to the Disability After Dark audience.
0: Oh, my God. I ask my therapist this question every week. I'm like, why am I here? I didn't ask for this. Um, Yeah, I started working at BuzzFeed back in the day, the heyday, the rise of those videos and internet world and kind of became like this YouTube personality producer adjacent. And that's where I kind of built my following was from talking about like women's issues, millennial issues, chronic pain, mental health. And then when I left full time, I was on a TV show at E! And then I wrote my first book. I'm working on my second book, which is about chronic pain, which you and I talked about.
1: And I've generally
0: just been like finding myself still working in like unscripted Like issues space. Like, I, I, we sold a documentary over the pandemic about a mental health case here in America to LeBron James's company. I'm working on my second one right now, which is about restorative justice. Like, even though I'm a comedian who like literally talks about her pussy all the time and is like making crazy comedy dog videos on TikTok, I'm like, but I have a good heart side. I swear to God, I like want to make a difference in the world, not just with my vagina. I
1: mean, if all all you're doing is using your lower half to make the world happy, I mean, I I support you. That's great. Sex workers around the world do that every day. Amazing. I I
0: support all. That's great. And like, that's the crazy thing is I'm not in sex work. I just can't stop talking about my body issues.
1: Well, you know, if ever this content creator thing goes another way, there's an avenue for you, right? People will eat that up quite literally.
0: Listen, I sold
1: a foot picker too, for sure. Or Amazing. Five. Well, we know, yeah. or ten. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, so this is a disability-centric podcast, and people might be like, "Why is Kelsey here?" Then, so <laughs> let's uh, let's let's dive right in. And we, we touched on chronic pain a little bit right at the beginning, but I want to go into like into a bit deeper. So the first question I ask everybody that, that comes here is, "What are your disabilities, and how do they impact your day to life?"
0: Yes. Uh, and I love this. I love talking with you about this because much like Zach Corn Diddy Cornfeld, you've like opened my eyes to a new piece of my identity that like I've always felt like I was taking up space or like I didn't deserve. I, I, I felt like an outsider looking in when I didn't realize like the disability community was like so desperately open armed welcoming instead. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'm still on that journey. So thank you, you, just for your presence and like teachings. But uh, I live with a neuropathic chronic pain disorder called trigeminal neuralgia and anesthesia dolorosa, which resulted after I've had about five jaw surgeries. And during one of them, there was a, a, a nerve injury or a nerve damage. And I pretty much have uh, TN type two, which is kind of like the dull, aching, constant pain in the you know head neck chin face area as well as like intermittent flashes of trigeminal type 1 attacks which are like you know the I don't know why I say like you know um the debilitating (laughs) like like seeing Jesus type of pain, they used to call it the suicide disease because before there was any treatment, one in three people used to take their own lives because of the pain. Um, oh, wow! And then, yeah, it's not really like the best thing to do when <clears> you're <throat> first diagnosed with that. You're like, oh, cool. cool no, cool. that must have
1: been terrifying <laughs> to come to Jesus moment. Like, disease.
0: wow, that's like, I oh, wow. like almost punched a nurse it was so bad. Like I, I, and like, I owe nurses everything my entire life. They're the best people in the world, but I definitely like was hallucinating and not sleeping and yeah, almost a bunch nurse. And then, yeah, the anesthesia de la Rosa is kind of like my main issue, which is localized to the bottom half of my face and chin and lips. And that's uh, like, it's been kind of equated to like phantom limb pain um, and then the TNs kind of like cluster headaches, trying to broaden the spectrum of people to understand what it is. So that's been about the last seven years of my life plaguing wow,
1: that's me. A, that's a fun journey. And what is your what is your relationship with the uh, with doctors when you like? What was like the diagnosis journey like?
0: fucking god it was a like gaslighting a hellfire of the doctor who did this we think <laughs> like knew what he did and because he was in florida and i was in california at the time i was flying home a lot for for you know checkups and surgeries yeah. and he kept like rescheduling my appointments or not like coming into the room he would send like a, an assistant or his surgical partner because i was coming back just like so fucked up being like something's not right something's not right and he just kept saying, well, you had traumatic facial surgery. Like, you, you, you're, of course, you're going to be in pain. There's going to be a healing process. But what we realized was the statute of limitations to be able to, like, sue for malpractice was a year in Florida. And he kept telling me, in a year, a year is when it'll come back. Like, a year is when the pain will stop. Like, a year is when your chin.
1: Ooh, he literally was delaying it so you couldn't fucking sue him.
0: And, like, literally couldn't get a diagnosis. Like, wh- I trusted him. And finally, about, like, six months into healing, I, I was like, I'm going to start seeing some L.A. doctors. Because this guy, like, won't see me. Yeah. And, you know, I went to uh, a really prominent pain center in Los Angeles, Cedar Sinai, and I, where all the celebrities go to have their fucking babies. And the doctor was like, oh, <laughs> this is – he, like, said it so obviously. He was like, this is trigeminal neuralgia and this is anesthesia de la Rosa. Like, this happens – all the fucking time with these types of Both surgeries. of those
1: things sound like stripper names <laughs> or like sex worker names. So If you ever again if you ever wanna change careers
0: and Anastasia Anastasia De La rosa-, <laughs> De La rosa come in live with foot jerking and fucking I could see it. Like my <laughs> mouth being in pain and numbness has to be some like masochistic kick somewhere, right?
1: I would support I look I would support that so I, if you ever want to do an old it's like you're gonna be
0: my first
1: subscriber yeah for sure thank you amazing um so i mean that must that must be like and again because you and i'm gonna be i'm gonna sound like all the ableists out there in the world you look like you're not you don't have chronic pain you look like your typical la like content creator (laughs) hanging out doing so until like zach told me I had no idea and I was like oh wow. cool okay great yeah and I think it was either Zach or it was the video you did with him mm. for the Try Guys where you mm-hmm. tested out like chronic pain things and, I, and then I was like oh I would never would have guessed and so wow, like yeah. even me a seasoned like cripple <laughs> was like I don't I couldn't even could never even tell
0: the godfather of crippability couldn't even see one of his own no like yeah. I'm totally joking it's 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 hilarious to me because it's all I think about and it consumes like 90% of my thoughts in my day. And the outward mask that I wear, right? Like we we wear these masks to um, make people not feel bad for us or make us feel sympathy or sadness. And I think if that was like the first thing that I... Put out you know like maybe that if i leaned into it more in the type of content i make it would be more known i don't know but like that's the other thing about invisible illness is like you've never fucking know what's going on
1: yeah that. and like i think with invisible illness as a content creator for you like and even with zach and i remember i remember talking to zach about this like how do you how do you talk about it and make it marketable mm-hmm. to an audience that 90 like probably 85% of them don't experience that, but the 15% that do will be watching your video and being like, yep, I feel supported. Like, I remember when Zach said ableism the first time on the on a Try Guys video. I literally paused the video and was like, did he just say ableism <laughs> on a video that will get, like, 7.3 million views? Yep. Wow! Like, okay, and it, was, it was just a moment of, like, this is important. So, like, maybe mm-hmm. you can lean in more to that in the stuff you make
0: 100 percent, and like i made a lot of like chronic pain content at buzzfeed with some other people and like definitely was highlighting more like women's stories and women's issues and like the way we get ignored in the medical system in america Living fucking you know the worst uh
1: the, yeah the worst the worst
0: place to have <laughs> the chronic pain and
1: gaslighting place ever yeah
0: yeah but also in la you get a plethora of you know people who are into alternative treatments and eastern modalities and that do luckily want to treat the body and mind together and I think that's where I've leaned more into because it's been you know I think it was about like five years in that I was like okay I've been to every specialist I've been to every fucking doctor I've been to every I've been on all the medications i've been on the experimental trials like there was so much that i i haven't shared with the world that now that i'm on this sort of other side of the way i think about it I, that's where i'm excited to share because with chronic pain i feel like and maybe maybe i don't know this might be a controversial little like
1: oh i'm ready the juicy I'm ready. The juicy
0: with chronic pain and especially kind of pain that you don't have any devices showing or, or like ability to see it from the outside world that you just so desperately want people to understand. And you so desperately want people to know the truth of like the pain that it can become a part of your identity that also then hurts you because you're unable to see the other side of not being and I'm gonna say like a victim to your pain and that's yeah. like touchy it's a hot it's a hot thing I just said yeah, yeah. it's,
1: it's you a little, get little spicy it. yeah, it's yeah,
0: yeah. A
1: little I size-y. do get it totally and I think like you know I think it is really hard for a lot of us because I have chronic pain too. So I know like I have a totally different kind of chronic pain. I have IBS. Yeah, fun. Um, And so like, I understand the, the discomfort of like, and the masking and the wanting to see the other side. Mm -hmm. And it can be really hard sometimes to lean into talking about it because you're Mm -hmm. like, if I lean into it, am I giving into it? Am I letting Mm -hmm. it consume me? Am I letting it like change who I am? And that's really Mm -hmm.
0: hard. Yep. And it can't, it can. And like, some days I do. Like, some days I feel like I've slid backwards all the way back. Like, there are days where I am so fucking taken under. It's like, all the work I've done has been for nothing. I yeah. cancel my day. And I love that you use fucking Calendly. We were talking about this. Like,
1: right? Yeah.
0: bitches mm-hmm. that don't get it can fuck off.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I need to be, I need you to set it up. And then if I need to cancel, I hit a button and go, Sorry, something happened, bye.
0: Yeah, and like, it's so easily reschedulable and it's so easy for me to just say like, hey, flare up and you would get that. You wouldn't even question it. You wouldn't even, yeah. just, that, and I. But there's this but ego in the world where people yeah. are like, how dare you want me to schedule my own how meeting? How
1: dare you tell me or that I, or how dare you reschedule on me? And, it's yes. like, but, and I get this from other disabled people that want to come on the show. I'll be like, it'll be the morning of a recording and I'll be like, hey, yeah. something happened can't make it and they'll come back with well you rescheduled four times like I know yeah uh,
0: that's my uh, life what do you like
1: what do you want me to do <laughs> like, I wish I could just I, take
0: that little piece and like put it on social media for all to
1: know oh go ahead like, go okay. ahead and take it I'll give it to you It's yours take it by all means go ahead thank you
0: I need that I need people to understand
1: because it's like and we don't we don't like canceling I don't like canceling things I hate it because I'm like well that's how I make my money if I cancel you're not going to hire me to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I feel, always feel like a failure. I always feel like I'm behind. I always feel like if I cancel I've somehow let the world down yes. because I'm a I'm a public face. I'm I'm yes. a disabled creator that has to be yes. putting out content constantly. And so the pressure to keep going yes. is like oh fuck.
0: Okay, I, I want that. I have a question. I need advice. Like I know you just yeah. did the big queer's folk announcement yeah okay,
1: yay. so excited can't wait
0: yeah yay oh my god so actually, soon
1: actually wait well by the time you listen to this oh it'll already reality, happen so, yay! So it. yay that was so
0: good you were the star you it were so hot.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but like okay so being on set right like when i was on doing my tv show we did two seasons on e and they they and my career involves talking using my face like that's just yeah like it's, I, it's not irony to me that I'm which, the most.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, which couldn't be more ironic. Like, was, come on, God. Come on. Like, really? Like, come on.
0: I think that that's on purpose, right? Because if it was like a chronic back pain, I'd never, I would never deal with it. I would just ignore yeah. it. And like, but the fact that I'm on two podcasts, a talking TV show, a lot of like conversational. YouTube videos. YouTube yeah. videos. Yeah. So on set there's a difference between like my life as a creator where I can cancel things. I can send out the calendar reschedule. I can like plan my day on the drop yes. of a dime differently. And then there's sets where I am so you're fucking like, terrified because yeah. it's millions of dollars, literally that if you were like, oh. I can't today or to the producer, you're like, I need an extra hour. They're like, no,
1: they're like, what? No, we have no time. you are going to do it now. <laughs> Oh, I know. Yeah. When I went, when I was in New Orleans to do that, like I was, cause my IBS flares from stress. Right. So I was mm-hmm. like, I can't be stressed. I have to just relax. And they wanted me one of the scenes, the scene that you've now all seen by the time this comes out, you've seen it. Emmy so awarded. I'm in a, I'm in a, <laughs> I really hope. I can love you for what I did. I'm in a sling, you know, in a, like a disability special lift to get, you, you would normally use that to get, in and out of your bed to your wheelchair or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm in that and somebody is pretending to eat my ass out. And I had to stay up there for about an hour and a half. while oh, we reshot fuck. it like six or seven times. My asshole is out. like, <laughs> and, and this person is pretending to eat me out, which is fine. It's great. Awesome. But the whole time I was like, I'm in a position where my body's going to want to release right now. And I don't know. I was no shit idea. on this person's face. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, I really, genuinely have no idea what's gonna happen now. And like, I pulled through, and it was fine. But I, but the second I got back to the hotel, I was like, okay, I'm dying now. I have to. Wow. Just...
0: <laughs> and like, so did you I... at all bring that up in the middle of shooting? Because to me, it's like, do you even bring up the awareness of the possibilities, no, or do you just like, you just shut it all down? Like a
1: yeah. I pretended like I was fine. My mom was on set with me as Aww. my caregiver. So, like, she was right there with me. And she kept being like, if you shit, we'll clean it up. And we'll just keep going. Come Don't worry. It. Like I, I, yeah. It was so sweet. But inside, I was like, this is the biggest moment of my career right now. I cannot shit on this guy's head.
0: But, like, also, you could. And then that's your story you tell on Kimmel. And then people I are mean, like, yay!
1: <laughs> like- I mean... Could you imagine if I could tell that story in Kimmo? Like, a that's crying, Kimo? like, like oh my put goodness. it
0: into the ether right now. I'm manifesting like, that for you.
1: Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Let me tell you the story. But like it's no, awareness. I fully...
0: <laughs> You're doing your <laughs> fully...
1: job. Yeah, exactly. I fully understand this the stress of like when you're on a set and you're not the lead person and your job is to come in, do the thing, and go get out of there. And so if you have a flare-up. I get it. Totally.
0: Yeah, it's it's that's the part I'm working through still is like, I don't know when I would ever get ever be able to go back to like a nine to five or whatever. I just could not imagine that because no, like, I don't know any employer in America that would be so okay with what I need the way that like, yeah. I will give it up to BuzzFeed that they really were like mental health and physical health is the same thing. And you have unlimited sick days. And I know sometimes that's a scam, like unlimited sick days, but yeah. Yeah. That it's it. I, I don't know that that exists.
1: <laughs> yeah. I really, I mean, I'm glad to hear from your perspective that BuzzFeed was really good about that because I have from other YouTube things I've watched and people I've heard some things about that place, so so I'm glad to hear that. At least I'm I'm not not saying
0: that the the burnout isn't real. I'm not saying that the expectations aren't high. I'm not saying that the stress you go there definitely doesn't contribute to the reason why you might need to take the sick days or the flare days. But sips tea,
1: yeah. (laughs) Brackets brackets sips tea. No, but I, I'm glad at least when you were there and when you explained to them what your issues were, they're were like, but, but don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. That's, that's yeah. when I worked a nine to five, the amount of struggles that I had trying to, trying to, and I worked for like a, a huge Canadian telecom company Wow! and they tried for a little bit, but the more and more I was off or the more and more I was ill or the more and more disability arose. And to be fair, I was 22, so sometimes disability didn't arise, I made it up, because I was like, I don't want to be there, I'll just use <laughs> Never do this, but I did. And so, like, or they would Michael. be like, yeah, and so they would be like, you have to be at work, and I'd be like, but disability arose. And so, like, Laws. it was, it's a, a law. yeah, it was a constant, well, we don't have a Canadian law here, because Oh, Canada, no. We don't have a, the ADA here. We have, like, provincial laws that aren't doing enough so yeah it's yeah but yeah i could never do a nine to five that's why i do what i do because yeah freelancing is almost easier and not that it's easy yeah. but it's easier no. than a nine to five
0: yes it's still very fucking hard but you guys at least have like your lawyers are called crowns which i feel like is very fancy and cool and so like at least you guys have that which is
1: i mean special. it's just a holdover <laughs> from like british aristocracy oh I I never
0: know. mind bad white people yeah. who, never mind
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's just a whole from like gross old white people <laughs>
0: but when you say the crown the crown attorney, you're like oh some shit's going down
1: yeah it sounds so regal and like yeah. cool but no it's really not that way um one of the things that i want to talk to you about because you put in the form and i think it's, it's important that we talk about it is like the hope that technology will help disabilities what do you when you put that in there what do you mean and can you okay elaborate?
0: yeah like Okay, I'm going to use Elon Musk, but know that I think he's problematic and <laughs> shitty, so know that I'm representing yeah. him as like a caricature of someone, not
1: okay, actually Because for a minute I was like, oh no, I was like, <laughs> Are you, this... Elon Musk is a good example of disability? No, others, no, 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 not,
0: no, very far from that, very far from that, but yeah. I will use his technologies and the companies that he's stolen from people and abused and labor uh, over labored to say that wow we can have self-driving cars and like wow we can have like underground high-speed railroads and like we can have spaceships that can go into space and like I never thought I would be alive to see some Jetsons ass shit like that like that just seemed so futuristic and what I see in the medical community the way that they're like you know I can't wait till we have, like, nanobots that you can fucking inject and in, and they would go, like, find all your nerve damage and, like, fix it. And I hope I'm alive for that.
1: I mean, I kind of love that. Like, if I could have a nanobot go up my ass and fix my abs, I'd be like, sure, great. That's what you got to do. Okay, do I
0: need to send you my book because... I have an entire chapter about my IBS in high school that I would shit my pants at the exact same time every fucking morning, would, like without oh, fail. No,
1: like I you're started just there in yes. homeroom shitting yourself.
0: I would run. The, our bell rang at like seven twenty-five, and I would run at seven twenty across the campus to the bathroom where no one was in the morning, by like the auditorium was in the lunchroom, and just hot fire insides <laughs> turning out like. Full slothing of my oh, digestive no. system to the point where I would have to bring like extra pants and underwear to school every single day because I just was that, so embarrassed and I that's didn't like me
1: right now. That's me like today. Oh time, wow. That
0: Congrats. Gotta have Welcome. extra.
1: that's <laughs> gonna have like extra pants, like yes. and, you know, th- I, I actually do a little spin off podcast inside this podcast called yes. This Shit is, This Shit Is Real. And so like I mean <laughs> that was that segment. Story- <laughs> Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Um, but also I definitely want to read your book because
0: I need to send it. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. Amazing. I will. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, I think technology for disabled people is great. If they, if big fucking if, <laughs> if they hire disabled people to help create it, that's where I yes. have a problem. You, they make all this stuff and they say they're accessible and they blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. But like, <laughs> have you talked to a disabled person about it? Right. Have you checked in? To see if it works for them. Have you paid them for their time? Like Mm -hmm. probably not. So don't
0: they say like if you want an expert, ask a patient. Like I don't know why we're leaving it up to these billionaires who aren't even like Musk. Yeah,
1: would rather fly to space than I don't know help us get wheelchairs on airplanes. I mean, dog like, like.
0: I don't How think I shared this a- with you, but my partner's sister has cerebral palsy, like full-time wheelchair user. And oh, amazing! She they used to have to f- literally like fly private to go on a vacation once a year because it was the only way they could get her chair on a plane.
1: Was because the the plane wasn't big enough. For- yes,
0: like they could never get her chair. Was like a I guess a pretty extensive like mechanical machine, yeah and they could never they could never fly commercial so like once a year they got one trip to the Bahamas and his grandma was like was like <laughs> she's they're gonna kill me' for saying this she had like a sugar daddy i guess and he <laughs> the grandma would like sugar daddy a private jet once a year for the family to fly to the Bahamas and
1: i mean like I mean, he wants to buy Twitter and in instead. <laughs> yeah, like you you, you spend $44 billion on Twitter. Although I read this morning when we're recording this, I read this morning that Twitter was like, we're not letting you, you can't.
0: I think it's not going to happen, thank fucking God.
1: I really hope, but please God, can we just, I mean, realistically, can we just destroy social media and start again? Yeah, Morgan, let's just,
0: just apocalypse. I'm fine with yeah, that. Just, I'm just ready to live in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm yeah. 100% okay with like, apocalypse now so yeah I'm ready yeah
1: so (laughs) so one of the things you put in the form that I have to ask you about is the fear of everything being created by my own mind after reading books about neuroplasticity and the ability to out train your brain to be in pain can you elaborate on that
0: fucking can I it's the thing that flags my existence every day so like Okay. I've had a lot of chronic pain experts on my podcast and an overarching conversation that we have is that you physically and literally cannot experience pain without involving the brain, right? Like pain has to be traveling through the spinal cord. It has to be received by the the brain. Signals have to be fired. There is no world in which, pain happens without the brain being involved. You can put a soldering iron on someone's hand and if their brain isn't there, they might not feel it or feel pain. Um, And there's all these studies done about like um, perception of pain where a guy like stepped on a nail and it went through his shoe and he was in excruciating pain and they took him to the hospital and they very carefully like cut off his shoe and only to realize the nail didn't actually ever go through his foot. It went between his toes, but his brain saw like the, the nail. And he was, that was still very real pain. His brain created pain because it saw the threat. So I've gone down this hole and it was when I was writing this new book that I was like 50% of the way done. And then I started really looking into neuroplasticity and neuroplastic pain that I told my publisher, I was like, look, I've had this insight in this new Um, introduction to pain reprocessing therapy I need more time to like do it and look into it myself so that I can give an accurate experience about it yeah and the idea that we're in a state of chronic pain it is a biopsychosocial experience that's what pain is it's biological it's psychological and our environment has an effect on our pain yeah and that sounds terrifying to someone in pain because we're like, wait, that makes it sound like there's something I can do or like that I'm not trying hard enough or that I don't want it bad enough or that my brain is like working against me. And I struggle with a fear that I'm just creating a pain fear cycle loop that I'm always validating the fear of pain with my thoughts and my actions and that prevents me from ever potentially experiencing less pain, or
1: that sounds ableist. Ably- <laughs> is what that sounds like? To me. <laughs> that sounds like ableism to the nth degree. Is what that sounds like?
0: Oh my god! Okay, go off. Say more.
1: That sounds like some sci-fi ableist shit that you're <laughs> like, like. So you basically you've convinced yourself that because you don't try you don't try hard enough that you're going to be in pain. And the only reason you feel pain is because you think it's there like that's so that's some like deep state yes. internalized ableism bullshit i don't know where and,
0: yeah and like i i'm i'm in the middle of that right now right like there are studies being done and it terrifies the shit out of me where like what they're seeing with back pain is most often the the um most uh popular complaint of yeah, pain. Yeah. and uh thank you prevalent And they're doing these studies to show that like you can have structural damage, right? There's structural pain and there's neuroplastic pain. Structural pain is like what people often say is like, oh, I have a slipped disc or a herniated disc or a compressed nerve. Like there's these words that we use to give our brains a vision of Well, that explains my pain is because I have this structural issue, but what they're finding in scans is that people, the spine has structural issues. It's wear and tear of being a human and having experience your back, you know, cranks this way, your disc gets slipped out, a nerve gets compressed and they're looking at these scans and people aren't experiencing pain that have these structural issues. They're not complaining of constant back pain or chronic pain and the only difference between that and someone who has lived with 20 years of back pain is that somewhere along their journey, they had doctors tell them you have a herniated disc, you have a slip disc, you have a nerve compression, and it confirms the pain fear cycle in your brain, either consciously or subconsciously that you don't even really have control over. And that again, gets in the way of us being able to say, well, maybe it, it could, it could not be structural. It could be that my spine goes this way. And that's just how my spine is. Like my body is meant to bend this way. And, yeah. and so I, I like talking about it. So passionately because I'm so fucking mad at it. And like, I'm so fearful that pain and chronic pain, as we know it is going to get diluted down into like, it's all in your head, people. You can do it. You're not just like you, you just have been biopsychosocially conditioned to believe something that could not be true.
1: Yeah. Again, that's it. It's fucking <laughs> deep. Like, there needs to be a horror movie about that shit. Can we, can some, like, I know you're on that other podcast with Zach and Garrett. Can there be, can you, can we make a movie and then review it together about yes. how ridiculous, like, what that is?
0: Right. And like, I, my anesthesia de La rosa like i said it gets equated a lot to like phantom limb pain and yeah. that's kind of like the perfect example of the brain saying there's pain here and you're you literally like your mind literally creates pain and it makes you go i feel fucking crazy because yeah. now i feel like it's my brain fighting me as a person
1: but like the irony is when we talk, you know, when we talk about phantom limb pain for somebody with a, and I've talked to people on this show who have like disarticulated limbs and who mm-hmm. who are who are, um, what's the word? They're you know, amputee survivors, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, um, the but and they've told me when I have pain, you know, they they when I have phantom limb pain, the doctors will believe me because my limb's not there. So cool. So why aren't we doing the same thing when it comes to chronic pain and believing yes. that it's there?
0: Yes. Exactly. It I it, and I'm Andrew, I'm in the I am in the thick of it because I'm writing the manuscript and I am starting, I'm I'm gonna take some pain reprocessing therapy sessions. I start in like two weeks just because I wow. want I want to know what they're what they're fucking talking about. I wanna know. Yeah. And I, I would feel Inauthentic if I didn't try something because that's what I felt like to the chronic pain community is I've been the person that tries things that has access to medical services that you know has support and money to try things and I want to try this thing but I also feel ableist.
1: (laughs) I mean, it it really does feel ableist. It (laughs) it makes me. It feels the most. It's again the ableist fucking deep fake of that. There's a horror movie in there somewhere. We gotta. There really is. It really oh
0: God, is. the deep fake! I love it. <laughs>
1: um, one of the uh, so we talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but I want to get into it more a little bit here. So, how do you feel about saying you're a disabled person?
0: Man, yeah, it has always come out of fear. Like when we worked at BuzzFeed, and I'm sure Zach can like echo this. I would get comments a lot that would be like, "Wow, so you have to be a like." queer disabled jewish person of color to be like interesting on the internet these days and it would be like all these people just have so many identities and like
1: i mean the answer is yes yeah, yes
0: yeah right like that's what it, like, like as a fellow but... <laughs>
1: queer disabled jewish person that I am.
0: <laughs> the is, yes
1: yeah. i nailed it with you yeah.
0: like it, it, it just, it bought, it irked me so that people would think that the way someone identified would, could possibly be bad or hurt their fucking feelings at some way. Yeah. And I always felt like, again, because I don't look a certain way that I would be, again, more gaslit, more disbelieved, more ostracized and fearful that. I was taking up space in a space that already doesn't have enough amplification and, um, attention. Yeah. But exactly what you said to Zach, the same way is like I'm starting to come to realize that a, it's not a bad word and it's not a bad term. And I think if you're brave enough to identify as that, like we should be fucking listening to these people.
1: And, like, you know, people. it's so funny because you're not the first guest that has said I'm taking up space. And I'm like, me, as a disabled person who wants people in my corner, I'm like, fucking mm. take that space. Come sit <laughs> with me. Come, like, chat with me about it because I want you there because we don't, there's not enough people listening to us. So the more we band yeah. together and scream better. Yes. like, especially with the platforms that you and Zach have, like, mm. the fact that you guys can talk about that in such mm. a in such a big way Mm. is really important because then the average person that has no idea about chronic pain or Mm. no idea about disability is going to watch you and go, Oh, right, Oh, I'm going to rethink what I just thought this whole time.
0: And like, I don't know if it's this way in Canada. I mean, I'm sure it's global, but like, when I think of disability in America, I think of paperwork, government, and like shit circumstances, you know? But if I say chronic uh, pain, somehow that's not, but that's exactly what it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but I think, and I totally get you, when you say disabled, the imagery that does come up is poor, destitute, like sitting in your room crying all day, which believe me, there are days when that is literally. Yeah, what I I'm do. doing
0: that right now anyway. <laughs> yeah,
1: but like, I understand the fear of attaching that imagery to yourself mm-hmm. and that label to yourself and why that's scary. For me, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, a couple of years ago, I had a brand called Deliciously Disabled. And so I use that all the time to talk about myself because being deliciously disabled means, like, you get to have shit days. You get to have days where it fucking sucks, yeah. but you're going to lean right in and you're going to talk about it and you're going to be, it's going to be a part of your experience and that's all right.
0: Yeah, it it's definitely eye-opening to recognize that, like, chronic pain is disability and a lot of people don't intersect those Two
1: things, and I mean, I think they're afraid to because of, of what we said, like taking up space, and also, like, if I say you're disabled, and if you say you're disabled, will everyone else around you think you are less than? And I guess
0: like, I care less about that because people already think that about me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm already not taken seriously. A as like a woman, a as like a bisexual, right? Like in that community, I'm basically like non-existent, like in entertainment I'm an influencer I'm not possibly worthy of making anything the world should see like yeah. I guess I'd give less a fuck about what the way people would see me rather than like adding more paperwork <laughs> to my yeah, life yeah. like like it just I I don't want to have to get like a a label that makes it art harder than it already fucking is. But the yeah. truth is I'm already fucking there.
1: Yeah. But also like where you are and in Canada too, like if you, if you claimed, to say you were disabled and you go, you are on SSI or whatever it is. Yeah. And you want to marry your partner. Forget about it. This The, the government would be like, Haha, yeah, right. Hilarious. Yeah. No way.
0: They're like, look at all your TikToks. Like you can walk, you go on vacation. You can afford a, ha- like you can afford yeah. medical insurance. Fuck off. Like <laughs> I'm not getting help. No one's helping me by, yeah, you know, by claiming disability.
1: <laughs> They're making it considerably harder by claiming yeah. disability. Yeah,
0: exactly. That but that like, fucking sticks to me. That resonates maybe, deeply for me with why. Maybe like a so small wrong.
1: way. Maybe like a small way to do that on the social medias for you and do with this what you want. But maybe you can like put it on your Instagram or put it on yeah. your like Twitter bio. Be like, hey, I think I'm gonna start using. Yeah, disabled and just just watch people go oh oh that's in your title now and like I've I've generally been nudging people in my life that are that are like content creators to be like hey so if you put that on your twitter like people will pay attention to you a little bit more
0: yeah and I think it's something as simple as like even just for myself you know everyone can always use this is reframing what disability means and showing what is included in that word right we think yeah We think it has to be a wheelchair user. That's it. It has to be something from a horrible accident. You couldn't possibly be born with it.
1: (laughs) Something you can see and like something that you can totally like categorize immediately. And like, we're all learning that that's just not that really narrow slice of disability is wrong.
0: Correct. And I think just something as simple as like, hey, did you know disability also includes these things? And like probably 90% of you fucking people out there who follow me because of my chronic pain and things like that could also probably identify with this word.
1: Yeah, like I remember I had somebody on the show like a year and a half ago, maybe two years, pre-pandemic. And he, he was a porn star and he was telling me about his dyspraxia and his dyslexia and all these things that changed the way he moved his body and all this stuff. And I said, well, what if you said you were a disabled porn star and I put it on your Twitter for just, you know, for a minute? And so I didn't think he would do it because he's a big, big porn star. So I was like, I don't, you probably won't. And then the next day after we released it, he put it on there and I was like, oh, that's adorable because now someone's going to see you yes. in your porn doing what you do and be like, oh, it's real.
0: Yes, and like it. it just goes to show that so many of us are hiding that, Piece of ourselves too especially when it's invisible illness or invisible pain that the judgment that would come from others is a big fear of having to like explain it and like to something we kind of talked about the other day is like i i'm a very like much a lurker on like disability twitter and it just gets messy
1: (laughs) oh wow it is i i've said this before on the show and i'll say it again the disability community. Well, I love them. I'm also like, can we just find a way to love each other, please? Can we just like try? a
0: different, a different avenue of communication? Stay angry for sure. You guys are a- angry yeah. at the
1: wrong people at each other. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're angry at each other, and it's like, well, why are we why are we fighting at each other over who over which disabled person can use this? And it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Can we just be yeah. nice to each other for a minute? I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. So one of the things I asked. Korn, Diddy Cornfeld, and I'm yes. gonna ask you is because we think of chronic pain as okay. this like buzzword now, which we know it's not. But the way it's the way it's talked about in society is that it's a mm. we have chronic pain. That's bullshit. But so to dispel that myth, how do you if you could describe your pain like and give me like a visual of what it mm. feels like for you?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's like a combination of rocks being constantly rubbed together and fire ants crawling across your face, biting you. And like when they bite a lightning strike goes across your face and into your temples and Sandy, it's like very like, and the ants are crawling through sand, like very heavy sand. So like there's a weightedness to it, a very heaviness to it. Then there's like these ants crawling through the sand. And then there's these boulders that are constantly just like crunching against each other to like keep the environment the way it is.
1: And so as we're talking, is this happening to you? Like or as we're doing right now,
0: the headphones are my arch nemesis, like anything with the head, like even sometimes like earrings, I don't really wear earrings except for the little tiny studs that I have in and like, yeah. Anything with like putting my hair up back, headbands, headphones, sunglasses, hats, um, mask. Oh my god, the mask on the ears is just. I, I have that must
1: be. Oh. so painful. Like I don't like it already. As a, like yeah. because, but to have yeah. a facial thing oh. that makes it worse. Oh my goodness.
0: It's been like. And then, like, I've had to try to find alternative ways to wear masks. Like, when I'm on planes, I'll, like, take the ear parts off and just, like, yeah. clip headphones to it. And, like, I'll have flight attendants be like, you need to put it around your ears. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, because if I try to sit here and explain it to you, we're going to be yeah, here. Right. I might get kicked off the flight, So I'm just going to do it and, like, be in pain and, like, you know ruin my fucking first day wherever I'm traveling to or whatever but it's a it's it's much like most people with disability and chronic pain it's like it's the first thing I think of when I wake up it's the thing I'm thinking of when I'm not actively engaged in something mentally and then it's the last thing I think about before I go to sleep and it's all consuming all of Uh,
1: that. yeah no I fully understand like as I'm sitting here talking to you I'm like if I clench my anus the right way maybe I won't (laughs) feel pain right now
0: yeah, I'm like, can we also scroll TikTok while we do this interview so I can just not focus on
1: yeah, I my head? I yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. And I mean, you do so many TikToks and so many like videos and I, I can see those headphones are well worn and well used. So I can imagine your poor yeah. face is like, oh, fuck, that hurts.
0: Like today I have three podcasts. I have this and then two for my podcast. And I blocked out the entire day because I knew any time between each one, I'm on this couch behind me with my like Theragun, with my like CBD oil. Like I knew today was going to be fucking awful. But like right now I'm so happy. You know what I mean? Like it's worth it because I'm so happy. I'm like boosting my serotonin. And I'm like, I'm fighting against this, the thought in my brain that I can't do it, that I can't. So every time that I do, I'm telling myself, I'm telling my brain, like, no, I'm okay. And I'm safe when I'm wearing headphones, I'm still in fucking pain, but at least I'm trying, I'm trying that neuro rewiring. Yeah. I'm trying to get out of the loop. Yeah.
1: And I mean, Oh my God, so many feelings about that. So because (laughs) we started the show off talking about vaginas, I have Mm. to ask you about, Sex and this finally, like,
0: Jesus, Andrew, like, It only took you forty minutes, like an hour.
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I love sucking dick like a champion, and I imagine you, as a bisexual person, do also. How does oh, this the
0: mouth things? Yeah.
1: <laughs> how does all of this, Anastasia De La Rosa, and the other one that I will not be able to pronounce? <laughs> um, how does all of this affect your sex life?
0: Um, I was not the hottest person growing up. I was like very goofy looking in high school. So I made it my secret weapon to be able to be amazing at giving head. Like that was the way (laughs) I got guys to like me is I would be like, this is my superpower. Or like same with, you know, going down on someone. I'd be like that I could do this for days. And that being taken from me was a very hard no pun intended, thing to have to adjust to. And it's something that I love and enjoy. And it's, it's again, it was like part of my growing sexually as a queer person, like that that yeah. was my, my move, if you will. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I feel so bad for your partner, Jared. Like, you know, what I like he oh like, did he ever get blowjobs ever? And I'm like, We do just fine, thank you very much. Like we what a
1: fucking horrible thing to say to you. To
0: me, right? to say. I'm like, at least talk shit about me behind my back <laughs>
1: Yeah. I feel so bad for him. Fuck off. Like ew yeah.
0: And it's always like a joke and I'm like, I feel sad for you as a person, you know? Like you must be hurting. <laughs> like you you must get a ton of blowjobs being such a nice person i'm sure what
1: a fucking prick like oh no wow but like so so to get into the logistics of that if you don't mind how like so if you can't blow somebody Mm -hmm. because it hurts your face which i totally get but like how how, so then what what else what else do you what is so
0: a lot of it is like the move like movement too so i don't usually give head like down like this like crouching over someone I found that if I can like rest my head back to where I'm not doing like a a motion that I can I can I won't say tolerate it because that sounds fucking awful but like I can participate (laughs) to a degree that I feel comfortable enough with without pain so there's definitely been a lot of like I got a hammock recently and I could lay in the hammock and kind (laughs) of swing back and forth Uh. And, like, like anything with the tongue. Like I've had to adjust. My hands are now like two extra mouths. You know, I have found ways. I was just like giving a pterodactyl, like jerking off the air there. But I mean, I,
1: it's, no, it's the most amazing visual, and this is the one time when I do the show that I wish we had that I wish I was doing it on YouTube. But but this is hilarious. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm like moving the my head around. Like I found adjustments to where it can happen. But definitely like munching on a puss is a little bit tougher because you got to, you got to use your tongue and like use my tongue flares like the muscles. So again, it's like, these are now my penises too. So it's like, I've dipped my hands. I was pointing to my hands. I found compromise, but it is something, especially because I'm in an open relationship. It's a conversation that I have to have over and over again, like kind of coming out with this experience yeah. this, this pain a lot and
1: how are people when you're like so going down in here you're gonna have to do xyz because
0: no one has ever given a fuck
1: <laughs> wow well claps to that i mean like, that's really awesome
0: someone's like wow i get to experience this in a different way in like a unique story and i think people see it as sort of like a connection too like it feels unique maybe to that well I
1: like that because I would assume that where you are in LA and how prickish LA is and how like proper and like entertainmenty LA is when it comes to like sex that I would have I was waiting for you to see something completely different so I'm glad to know that the people oh, yeah. that you've hooked up with are not assholes
0: I've got it's through 31 years of dating assholes that I've learned how to not include those people in my life and I swear to god I can like feel energies and like I could feel in an instant if someone isn't going to be sexually compatible. It takes me about ten seconds.
1: Wow, amazing! Yeah. Um, I wish I had that skill because that would <laughs> save me so much money from shitty sex workers and so much money from like just. But you're still you know, going through day- that
0: journey. You gotta, you gotta fine tune your your radio up here. You know. Yeah,
1: it needs some. My needs some. I needs some, need some work. My needs some like. So I'm, I'm thinking about you know positions and all that stuff. But I'm still thinking about like if it hurts your mouth how the fuck do you make out with somebody like kissing is my favorite thing to do oh
0: andrew kissing is my fucking favorite thing to do i've literally been making out with someone and started crying (laughs) because and not even necessarily because of the pain but because i I had to grieve this thing that is so i love making out that's i i used to be able to do it for hours
1: yeah it is the only accessible thing that i can do by myself oh
0: god if
1: and you know how fickle gay men are so if a gay guy comes over and says oh i don't kiss i'm just like well what the fuck are you doing here then like Like, why are you
0: what's the point? that yeah Yeah. it's it's very frustrating but i found that like participating in sexual activities that calm my nervous system down are helpful for like regulating any kind of chronic pain so maybe like I'm looking more into like breath work or like tantric sex or like just even tantric breathing with a partner or, you know, putting on certain music or putting some like essential, like making the environmental part of like the biopsychosocial experience more pleasant calming. because I yeah. find when I'm like nervous and I'm like, Oh God, how's it going to be like, how are people going to react? Then <laughs> I'm like holding tension already, you
1: know? And so much of hooking up is exactly like, Oh my God, how's it going to be like, it's, you know, you meet at some dark-ass time, like, 2 a.m., because that's when people want to hook yeah. up, usually. The, yeah. That's when you get the what-are-you-doing yeah. text. Yep. And then, like, you know, it's never it's never relaxed and cool. So maybe you no. should just get a George Michael, like, Careless Whisper playlist and, and start there.
0: Honestly, like, some lo-fi beats on Spotify, it
1: yeah. sucks,
0: you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm here for it. I, I yeah. support all this. I could sit and talk with you for five more hours. I, Same. It was so so fun to do this and Aww. so fun to chat with you it goes by
0: so quickly you're such a fun like, person to talk to how, how
1: are we already at the hour mark i don't even know i could sit and do another hour of just us chatting and of course the audience would be like what the fuck is it why, why? yeah
0: my mouth would be like fuck you Kelsey. we're taking a break
1: yeah like we're done we would be finished. shitting um, your
0: pants like we'd be a mess after an hour
1: the most hilarious mess ever but yes good.
0: yes worth it but
1: you know uh, yeah so so <laughs> Do you have any final things you want to say about chronic pain or your experience or anything?
0: Um, no <laughs> <laughs> it seems like if I were it needed to be like majestic and like intelligent and I don't know. I'm just a fucking goof, so like, All right, I like people that. that are goofs.
1: you can be a chronically painful yes a chronic pain goof how do you, I don't that. know what I'm, I don't know what I'm saying, but yes yes, yes. um and if you need a reader if you're not done your second book and you need a quote or something, like, I love like,
0: You already know I'm going to try to hire you as a, um, what's it called? Like, what is it called? An consulting expert, person? Yes, consulting. See, yeah. I clearly don't. <laughs> I don't know I why don't know myself, either. I've never been it.
1: <laughs> um, I, again, I could sit down with you forever. This was so fun. How can all the people get a hold of you? How do they
0: Aww. support you,
1: follow you, listen to you?
0: I'm uh Kelsey Dara on all the things, and I have a podcast that you are on. You might have either just been on, or it will be coming up in a couple of days. Uh, yeah, that's called right. Confidently Insecure. We do talk a lot about chronic pain and mental health and women's issues and butt stuff. And so, come on over there, and
1: take a listen. Amazing. Well, this is so fun. Um, yeah. Follow Kelsey everywhere because you will not be disappointed, as you heard from this whirlwind hour that we just spent together. <laughs> And I literally did not write down one question because I knew we would just just jive right through. This is so fun. Kelsey, Dara, this is great. You're awesome. I'm obsessed with you. Uh, I know you are, but what am I? Amazing. Got it. I got it. So, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, thanks for being here and we will talk soon. Bye. Bye. All right, friends. That's another episode of Disability After Dark in the books. Thank you so much for making this episode comfy, cozy, and crippled and I hope you enjoyed sitting down with your favorite disabled person on the internet and talking all things disability. Thank you so much for being here. If you want to follow my work, you can head over to my website andrewgerza.com or you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at andrewgerza1. If you want to be in the show, you can of course email us at disabilityafterdarkpod at gmail.com with your disability story. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to support Disability After Dark, you can go to patreon.com slash Dark and pledge as little as $1 a month, up to $5 a month or more, or even a yearly amount if that works for your budget. We at Disability After Dark, me, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for supporting this show and Crippled Co. and all the things we do. And tune in next week when we shine a light on another Disability Story, right here on Disability After Dark. Bye, friends! Copyright notice. Disability After Dark was created, recorded, and produced by Cripple & Co. Productions and Andrew Gerza. Any and all use of materials, graphics, audio recordings, etc. cannot be used or distributed without express permission. If you would like to use an episode of the podcast or license an episode of the podcast on your website, please consider emailing Andrew Gerza and Cripplin Co. Productions at disabilityafterdarkpod at gmail.com. Copyright 2022.